0: How can you make your home a little bit more like school in structure so that you will get the same reaction because it's the structure and the consistency from the teacher that makes the biggest difference. So if we can steal some of the secrets from school and put them in place in the home, it really makes a huge difference with being able to function just, you know, as everybody doing their own thing, you know, that's really important because we know that, there's there are responsibilities there are zoom meetings that need to happen for adults there are zoom meetings that need to happen for kids it's just it's a lot
1: hello hello blissful parents out there michelle abraham your host i am joined today by our special guest katherine eisner Catherine, oh my gosh nice to see you today thanks for being with us thank you for having me You are so welcome. Let me tell our audience a little bit more about you, Catherine. Today, we're talking about parenting secrets or digital learning from an education expert So Catherine has a master in education. She's influenced the early childhood and special education field for 17 years. So as a young teacher, she creates a school-wide positive behavior system impacting thousands of elementary students and their parents. So Catherine's also two-time teacher of the year. Congrats on that. That's really cool. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And started her career teaching students with special needs in kindergarten through grade five. So with her years of experience, she's selected to serve as a lead behavior specialist for the largest Public school system in the state of Georgia. And Catherine has published her first book, At-Home Behavior Strategies, which At-Home Behavior Secrets, which is a really cool book that's out there right now. We're gonna talk a little bit about the book today, and then also how some of those secrets can also be helpful when learning digital learning. So, Catherine, you are also the co-founder of Behavior Experts 911, which is newsletter and Facebook live. And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit today too. And it includes a lot of like simple and research-based behavior strategies for parents, just what we all need. (laughs) (laughs) So you are also a mom of two pit bulls and an avid tennis player. So I love that. Catherine, thank you so much for being with us and uh, let's dive in. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That was a
0: lovely intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have some lovely credentials. <laughs> oh, well, it's been a fun uh, career. I'll tell you that much. I'm looking yeah, forward five. to the next What's 15. What's <laughs> been your favorite grade to teach? Kindergarten. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. I spent seven years teaching special needs kindergarten and I loved it. It's great to get kids on the ground floor so that you can correct five years of inappropriate behavior instead of 20 years of inappropriate
1: behavior. I love that. I have a kindergartner this year in my house and I totally get that. The change that's been made in her since she started school has been great. <laughs> She's grown a lot. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Now, the last year in the world has put a bit of a spin on um, how we are doing parenting and how we're doing school. So what have you seen... As been some of the major effects on some of the families that you've been working with? What we have found
0: um, with Behavior Experts 911 is that we work with a lot of parents that are just struggling to do it all. It is very difficult, and we understand completely. I'm an educator, and I know that just the teaching part is very difficult. But when you tell a full-time parent, you need to work full-time, but then I also need you to teach your child. It's just a lot to do and not a lot of time. And it can be really maddening. And I just, you know, we felt like this was something that parents really needed was to just get some of those basic applied behavior analysis strategies going on in the home so that they could have some research based strategies for working with their child so that they could do their own thing and work full time, but then also have successful students in the home. Mm -hmm. And that's been a real challenge, but it's something we really enjoy helping parents with.
1: Oh, that's good. I'm so glad for people like you because it is—it's a tall order to ask parents to do. um, Not only are they struggling too, or especially those that work from home and have businesses as well. It's like another child, (laughs) and then also trying to keep up with the schoolwork, but also not ignoring your kids and like balancing all of that. And you know, last week we had an expert on who was talking about just how like you have to put some effort into work and put some effort into parenting and schoolwork. So it's kind of like figuring out that balance is a huge. Huge cup of tea for all of us to swallow. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's been interesting to see. I know. I myself, speaking personally, I felt um, overwhelmed with having to be the teacher all of a sudden because my kids, I feel like they respond to their teachers better than their own parents. And I'm sure that's been the case across the board with most other families as well. I hear that a lot. He listens (laughs) to his teacher, but he doesn't listen to me.
0: I'm like, I know it's very different, but that's why in our sessions with our clients and in our book, we talk about how can you make your home a little bit more like school in structure so that you will get the same reaction because it's the structure and the consistency from the teacher that makes the biggest difference. So if we can steal some of the secrets from school and put them in place in the home, it really makes a huge difference with being able to function just as everybody doing their own thing. That's really important because we know that there are responsibilities. There are Zoom meetings that need to happen for adults. There are Zoom meetings that need to happen for kids. It's just, it's a lot. And hopefully but, not
1: all at the same time. <laughs> yes. You know, hopefully, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I've, we, I we work with podcasters in my own business and there's so many, our clients that have been, you know, oh, the kids got the Zoom call here. I've got a recorded podcast here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just so much going on. So um, tell us a little bit, how can we, like, what are the practical steps for implementing those kind of like strategies of structure in our house.
0: What we talk a lot about in the book and in our website and on Facebook and all of that good stuff is structure, 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 and a lot of it starts with scheduling, and that's one of the first things we work with our clients on is scheduling your day, because a lot of times what we see from kids is that they have a lot of behaviors that are coming out of anxiety because they don't know what's happening next. It's a whole different world, you know, I'm at home, but I'm at school but uh, uh you know my mom's my teacher but i have my other teacher on zoom it's it's a lot for kids and it doesn't bring out the best in them i mean it doesn't bring out the best in adults let's be real <laughs> we struggle with it too so the first thing we do is we say you know we have to set a schedule even if it's a loose schedule mm-hmm. and we provide um, a lot of support with making it visual mm-hmm. so that the kids can see this is what mom is doing today this is what i'm doing today. If things change, it's okay. That's just a life lesson, you know, we didn't get to lego time today, but you know, you still need to do your reading. That's okay, but even having loose schedule is a big deal with the consistency and the structure of the home making it a little bit more like school. We definitely work on that. Another thing we really focus on with parents is to try to be as positive as possible, which I know sounds very hokey, (laughs) but the research is very clear that children will repeat the behaviors that you talk to them about. And I tell this to teachers and parents all the time. Be careful with your words, because if you only comment on the inappropriate things, that's all you're going to get. And Mm -hmm. so just trying to be, you know, it's called differential reinforcement, just trying to ignore what you can ignore. If it's just an annoying behavior, ignoring it is always better than addressing it. And talking to your kid the minute they do something well. And that's a big deal because the more you reinforce behaviors, the more you'll see behavior. If you really love what something your kid is doing, you know, thank you so much for Zooming with your teacher quietly. That can go a long way with kids. And it can just be, thank you so much for doing da-da-da, or here's a high five for doing da-da-da. But, you know, we also talk about the kids that need a little bit more of the reinforcement and how to do that, because some kids are not going to be satisfied with a high five. And that's OK. <laughs> you know, I'm a grown woman. I get paid once a month. Expecting something for good behavior is not necessarily a bad thing especially with kids not being as intrinsically motivated as we would like for them to be. <laughs> That's how you teach intrinsic motivation is pairing good behavior with good things. Yeah. So we talk a lot about that also. And
1: I feel like too, like is if we can keep our demeanor to like yeah. not stress and anxious about what we're trying to do and how we're conveying that information to our kids to that, and then they'll also mirror that back to us.
0: 100%. I tell people all the time, chaos breeds chaos, calm, brain's calm. And if you can keep it under control, that makes a huge difference. And generally just focusing on the positive behaviors instead of those negative ones makes life better. It just makes it so much easier to deal with what's going on because things will happen that you don't like. But if you are really focused on, well, what is he doing right? Then that can be really, really helpful.
1: I think it, plus it helps you like respect and uh, love and adore your kids so much more when you're only focusing on all the good things that they do. Absolutely, <laughs> they're yeah, absolutely. always like, oh, they're always doing this. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. And it's really easy. I mean, teachers are the worst about that. We love to focus on what kids are doing wrong because that's how you teach. I see you did this math problem wrong, so I'm going to help you fix it. And with behavior, that is the worst possible thing you can do is to continually point out the negative stuff.
1: So So it's not a tricky thing then for teachers then, like when they're trying to teach, but also then not point out all the bad behavior. (laughs) Absolutely. The digital age,
0: The whole digital learning, it's stressing everyone out. Mm-hmm. And so giving your child a little bit of grace and giving yourself some grace is really important right now because it's not going to run smoothly. The zoom is going to crash work. Your child is supposed to be doing is not going to print. It just is what it is. And just keeping with structure and consistency, but also positivity is really important.
1: Yeah. I feel like the, um, the consistency thing is, is a really big one of doing it over and over each day. Like do you suggest them that you start and finish school around the same time. Time every day, and yeah. So that yes. sure. if you can stick to a schedule, that
0: is really important because you know your child needs to know when things will be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I say, you know, when we talk about doing visual schedules, put it up on the refrigerator and have your child remove the things that are done. Math time is done. Take that picture down. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. yeah, that's okay.
1: Feel a little bit key. better about okay, okay it's done. Uh yeah, um, we can see that check those checks going off the, down absolutely. the list. Absolutely, I feel like if that was one of those mistakes we made in our house earlier on in the this pandemic is that we probably um, had dragged school out way too long (laughs) and didn't have enough breaks. And it just felt like it went on and there was no expectations of like when it started and finished. But one of the things I feel like we did do well is that we incorporated a lot of like everyday living into the school stuff that we were learning. So like, can we go to the grocery store and count count the apples and oranges and add those things together and some of those like everyday things, like can we build this in the backyard or, you know, those kind of things I felt were so much more helpful and received so much better by our kids rather than doing the sitting down and doing the math problems on paper.
0: Absolutely. If you can work it into real life, that is going to have a huge impact on your child's motivation to do it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but, you know, take those opportunities and run with them because they're really reinforcing to kids. I mean, we all like to know that, knowledge is worth something. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm working on learning a quarter is 25 cents is great. But if I take a quarter to the store and realize, Ooh, a quarter, that's going to give me some stuff that really has a lot more impact.
1: Yeah. I can see that. I love that. So any other strategies? So we've got the structure and the timelines of it and incorporating things that, you know, in everyday living, any other strategies that you guys uh, really, really have found that have been super successful?
0: Another thing we really stress with parents is setting expectations for your child and what you want them to do during different activities of the day. What we find with kids is if we don't know what to expect, it happens a lot. They there are different activities going on especially when we introduce Zoom into their lives. We really are stressing with kids when you're on zoom you have your camera on you have you're muted if your teacher talks to you you unmute you know you don't use the chat box unless you're supposed to you change your kind of I'm five
1: seconds. <laughs> I know.
0: don't get up and go bother mom every five seconds exactly we found that if we can set some really simple expectations for the kids mm-hmm. explain them talk to them about what does it look like? What does it not look like? It can be really helpful. We talk a lot about, you know, mom has a Zoom from this time to this time. What is your child going to be doing so that they don't bother you during that time? And how are we going to set expectations so that they know not to come up to you when you're in the middle of a board meeting and say things to you, working with, preferred activities and timers and just expectations. I expect you to stay here at this table with your Legos and I don't want you to get up until the timer goes off. Those kind of expectations can really be great because once you have an expectation, your child can meet it and then you can reinforce them and then they're more likely to do it again. And it's just chipping away at things slowly, but surely, especially independent time, a lot of our parents are like, I got it. I got to have 20 minutes. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to get 20 minutes right now, but we're going to set the expectation that your child sits for 10 today. We'll do 11 tomorrow. We'll do 12 the next day Mm -hmm. to try to build up that being able to stay in one spot for a little while. And with older kids, it's a little bit easier. But with my kindergarten angels, it's tough because they want to show mom and dad what they're doing. They want to talk to them. And so setting expectations that here's what we're doing. This is what I expect of you. And if you meet these expectations, then you can earn whatever whatever preferred item or preferred edible they like. Um, and that's what we do at school. And it works really well. It's essentially the first, then first, you're going to do this, then you're going to earn this. And that's, that's a key component to reinforcement.
1: Oh my but, gosh. That is, that is one word, one phrase that I've learned in my household recently that um, over the last couple of years, it's not, if you do this, then we're going to do this. It was when you do this, then we'll do this. And, first, oh my gosh. But it just a then, different, what a yes, different not different. Yes. Not then. <laughs> <laughs> then, because it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's made a huge difference actually in our kids, actually just doing what we're asking and just like them understanding that it's not an empty threat, that's never going to happen. It's actually yeah. like, Hey, then we'll, this is the order we're doing things in. So just make, I think for me as a parent who runs a business, I have two kids, two different school groups to trying to do homeschooling at the same time as business at the same time as running a host household. That was challenging. That was a lot. And I'm not sure we did anything successfully during that period, <laughs> um, but I think that lowering the expectations and knowing that you're doing the best that you can do yes. and just making sure that that your kids are happy, <laughs> yes. they're safe, they're having fun, you know, or they're, they're learning stuff that's just a part of your everyday. If you don't have time to sit down and do that schoolwork, then you're at yes. least you're doing something at the grocery store or counting or playing a counting game on the, the car ride or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Give yourself some grace.
0: This is a crazy time and hopefully we're moving away from it. But you know, in the meantime, don't be too hard on yourself or your kids, because this is Unprecedented nonsense. So don't don't stress.
1: That's so great. Thank you for that advice. That's so awesome. So tell us a little bit about your behavior experts nine one one calls. So you do lives on Monday nights at eight pm Eastern Standard Time, yes. which is also five pm Pacific Standard Time for our West Coasters out there. And what is what what do you guys do there? We talk about different topics. Um, Last week,
0: we talked about goal setting, we've done expectations, we're going to talk about tantruming this week, and just give some research-based, basic behavioral strategies that can be implemented tomorrow. That's really what we try to do with all of the people that we work with, is give you something that you can implement the next time you go to the grocery mm-hmm. store or the next time you go to grandma's house. And that's, that's kind <laughs> of what we do.
1: Awesome. Now is that interactive or is that you guys, you and your co-founder Bradley up there chatting about it and then people can type in questions in the chat box. Yes. They can definitely watch it live,
0: type in questions and say, you know, my kid did this today. What would you have done? We love live questions Mm -hmm. so we can bounce ideas off of each other and get some things out there because there are a lot of misconceptions with behavior. And we just try to get that research-based thought process going through our clients' heads.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. So guys, go check it out Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's in the Behavior Experts 911 Facebook group. So make sure you check it out. And Catherine, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today and spending some time with us. It's been great to hear from an expert who has so much experience working with kids, how there are just some little things that we can do to to make a big difference and how we feel and how our day, school day, work day slash every day is going yes. to feel better. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No problem. Any last bit of advice you want to leave our parents for today? I always leave my parents
0: with be careful with your words because the behaviors that you talk about are the behaviors they're going to give you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's such wise advice. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Catherine and blissful parents out there. As Catherine says, watch what you're saying out there. Because, and I can, I can assure you, this is true because this is something I've been working on in my own household and uh, it does what Catherine says is true. <laughs> so uh, go out there and be blissful this week. Enjoy your week. and We'll see you again next week with another amazing expert on this blissful parenting podcast. So thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.